Hi, I'm Dr. Z, and welcome to the Dr. Zanzi McLaurin podcast, Powerful Purpose. For over the last 25 years, I have helped thousands of individuals improve their lives and well being. I believe that each of us has a purpose, a unique assignment, and a calling in life. And I believe that calling comes from God. Finding and knowing your purpose ultimately leads you to peace. So with this podcast, we will talk all things life, business, relationships, health, wellness, and strategies to help you live your life to the fullest and own it. I love helping others be the best version of themselves. Remember, you have the power to transform your life and go beyond where you are now. You hold the pen, and I want to help you write your own story and live your life on purpose with your purpose. Let's dive in. Today, I have with me such an amazing and outstanding woman. It is Dr. Kelly London. Welcome, Dr. Kelly London, to my podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for having me, Dr. Z. Oh my gosh, it is my pleasure to have you on. And Dr. Kelly London has some amazing stories to share with us today. She's going to take us through her journey of being a physical therapist. And she really focuses on really bridging women to that holistic care of their lives and really in parting good knowledge on them, how to really utilize holistic healing to really be the best versions of themselves. So take us through some of the processes that you use, some of your strategies, and tell us a little bit about you, Dr. Kelly London. Okay, well, I'll start with a little bit about myself. Right now, I am living in Florida, but I'm originally from Virginia. I'm married. I am enjoying the Sunshine City. I moved to St. Petersburg, Florida, and it just completely matches my personality. I love to be outside. I love to have fun. I'm bubbly. I love talking to people. So that's just like a little bit about me and who I am. Um, Right now, I am a holistic health coach and also a physical therapist, and I empower women to live healthier, happier lives and doing mind-body transformations with holistic techniques. Kelly, that is wonderful. And so tell me, what is your definition of holistic wellness? I love this question Um, because a lot of times when we think about the word holistic, you think of alternative medicine or healthy eating or yoga or crystals, all those things. But I feel like those are strategies that people use to live their life holistically, but it doesn't define necessarily what holistic health is. So holistic health, it's about taking a holistic approach to your health which means looking at the whole you, not just parts of you. So not just including things like diet and exercise, you're actually looking at other areas of your life, your spirituality, your relationships, your career, and you're taking a step back and noticing how those areas have an impact on your health and your happiness. Oh, that is amazing because it is that three tier. And I know that you as a holistic wellness coach, you utilize those three tiers to really engage with your clients to just see the whole picture of their their journey in their life and how they truly can become whole, but using those holistic strategies. So what are some of the holistic strategies that you really tend to teach and preach upon? Okay. Yeah. I'd love to break it down a little bit. So One that I really stand by is first understanding what I just explained, explained what holistic health actually is, but also I break it down into there's primary food and there's secondary food. So primary food is what nourishes you off the plate. So this includes your spiritual wellness, your meditation, having relationships that make you feel alive and nourish you, having an inspiring career. All of those things are the things that light you up. And something that I analogy I like to use is just imagine when you are a kid and you're playing outside, having fun, and then your parents, they call you in like, it's time to eat. You're like, 
I'm not hungry. I'm having fun. You're in the moment. You're enjoying life. You're getting that nourishment and that energy from other things besides food. And this goes just, at, you know, the same for right now. So if you're working on a passion project and you're in the zone, your creative juices are flowing, you are not thinking about food. It's your secondary source of energy. So really taking a look at those primary foods first to say, okay, am I nourishing myself in these areas? So that's the first thing. And then secondary food is what nourishes us on the plate. So yes, we can use nutrition to help with our goals and help us feel better, less stress, less inflammation. Um, the only issue is this is the only area that people like to focus on when they want to be healthy. They focus on the food and the exercise. Absolutely. And a piece to it. And not only that, when it comes to conventional dieting, someone hands you a piece of paper and says, eat this or eat that, or tells you what to eat without you even exploring why it is that you're making those choices. Does this even align with me? Do I even enjoy this? Taking those two things, primary and secondary food and understanding that you are unique is what really embodies that holistic lifestyle. Oh, Kelly, you really hit on something that I was going to ask you <laughs> Okay, later in the podcast, but it's two things, conventional diets or plans that people Ooh. tend to want. I know, right? Tend to suggest, <laughs> I call them cookie cutter uh -huh. and that's exactly what they are. But what is your perspective on each person is different. Everyone needs their own plan to go by and you do that with certain strategies what are your strategies to really figure out what your clients need specifically and uniquely for them yeah so the first thing is really accepting that you are unique a lot of people can recognize that when it comes to other areas of their life but realizing the same thing goes for your health and your happiness you have to understand that like what works for your family member, your coworker, your friend, isn't necessarily gonna work for you and vice versa. And the thing is, I've been there, I've done the cookie cutter approach. So it's like, I understand it, I get, I get it. But at the same time, as I was going through this, I recognized, as I was going through that, I recognized like, okay, I can do this for right now, but there is no way I can do this long-term. Right. And so really, in order to overcome that, the strategy is you have to get rid of your short-term mindset. You have to be able to embrace that this is a journey, that this is a destination, and yes. that you have to grow and explore and become more aware of your mindsets and behaviors and beliefs along the way. It's mm. not going to be like a one answer fits all. It's you find those answers within yourself. And what I love about that, I feel like it's so empowering because when you go through something, instead of always looking outside for other people to give you some sort of answer or is this right or is this wrong, you will start to learn, no, this is what works best for me. Like, I understand that works for you, but I figured out by practicing, taking steps, being aware, and this is what works for me. Oh, you touched on some great things right there. Kelly, I want to ask you this from what you said when you mentioned it's about the mindset and you must have and all that you're doing, and it is my philosophy, you must have a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset when you are going through your journey of life. And when it comes to holistic wellness, you must have a growth mindset. What's your perspective on that? Oh, it's a must. You know, <laughs> it's a must. And if you don't have it, uh, hang around me long enough. I'll rub off on you a little bit. I love that. Um, but the thing is, is I am not going to be the one to tell you that you can achieve this vision you want to achieve with yourself without growing into a better version of you. Mm. I really feel like in order for your life to change, things have to change about you. Your thoughts have to change. Your actions have to change. Your habits have to change. You can't 
grow into this different person who does different things and lives this different lifestyle, holding on to other things. My opinion, when it comes to a growth mindset or a fixed mindset, I don't even know another word instead of saying fixed, because in my opinion, it's like you're going to be moving in one direction. Either you're going to be moving closer to your goals or you're going to be moving away from them. You're not going to stay the same. That is not the way it works. That is just not life. No, with anything, with anything. Exactly. And the more that you have a growth mindset, it puts you in a better position to do better, be better, and to give better. And one thing that I know that you and I totally agree on, it's a lot that you and I have in common. You know, I I look at you sometimes and I say, that's my mini me. (laughs) You're so amazing. But when we are shifting our mindset to really understand who we are, whose we are, and what we need to do to make ourselves better. That leads me to this. You can coach someone and help them and lead them to the water, so to speak, but they must believe in themselves. How do you really ignite that in your clients? How do you get them to truly believe in themselves if they don't necessarily have that high belief of themselves? Mm-hmm. So it's a couple of things. Even before um, my first interaction with a client, even after our first discovery session, on the back end before all of our calls, I'm meditating. I'm meditating and I'm visualizing what they're telling me they want. I'm visualizing those things happening for them. I'm putting that energy out there and that belief, even when they don't believe in themselves. I'm naturally a motivating person, so I I can already see it for other people, but getting them to believe it along the way. So in my coaching program, the first thing that I have people do within the first two weeks, I have a mindset manifestation course. Tell us. (laughs) Yeah, so it's just a little mini course where I have 10 different videos that really helps you define your vision, define your why power, why you're doing what you're doing, um, gets into creating goals, creating your intention, figuring out your support system, working through triggers, and working through limiting beliefs. Mm. So within that, I really emphasize early in one of those videos, I even, I think I even mentioned that there is a Bible verse that where there is no vision, the people perish. And if you don't know where you want to go, you're never going to get there. But what I like to add to that is if you don't believe in where you're going to go, you're never going to get there. You're never going to get there. (laughs) You are never. You have to Mm-hmm. have to be willing to start to change your thoughts. So one of the first exercises is a vision vis- visualization exercise so that you can start to visualize the life that you want to have. Think about what those emotions feel like. See if you can start to feel them right then and there and ask yourself, what thoughts can I not carry into this new version of myself? And continuing to like practice that over and over until you start to believe within, this is who I am. This isn't who I want to be. This is who I am. Oh, man, that is powerful, Kelly. And when we can believe in ourselves, then that is when others will believe in us as well. Mm -hmm. So when you really harness that you have the power within you to do anything, And we all have it, but we must believe in ourselves. And another thing that you brought up are triggers. And I love that because we are triggered by things. And sometimes those triggers will really result in not good actions. What are some of the techniques that you provide to your clients when they are triggered by things? Okay. Yeah. Um, So I kind of have the triggers breaking. We break down trigger foods, trigger emotions, trigger situations. So I'll go ahead and use trigger situations for an example. And basically what that is, is when I do a certain thing, I always do something else following it. So for example, 
at night, I love to lay in my bed and watch Netflix and I'm snacking on chips or something unhealthy. And a strategy that I like to use, well, number one is becoming aware of what you're doing, right? That's the first thing. Okay. Every single time at night, I'm wanting to lay down because I'm feeling stressed. I'm wanting to lay down and watch some Netflix and eat whatever. And right. you kind of have to discover that and ask yourself, what, what am I trying to feel? Like, what am I trying to accomplish by this? Am I feeling stressed from a long day? Am I bored? What is going on? What is the emotion behind that? But really what you have to try to do after you become aware of it is replace it with something else. So I'm not saying you can't have Netflix. <laughs> can't watch Netflix. Exactly. Netflix. But, <laughs> what will we do without Netflix, right? <laughs> right. But some nights, maybe you could replace that and have a lavender chamomile tea, something instead of a snack. That's going to make you feel full. And it's just so relaxing. Oh. And you can choose to read a book, like a book, something you enjoy. So you start to wind down and you'll have a really good night's rest, which could help you have a better day and you'll feel more energized and maybe you won't be feeling those things the next night. So kind of yes. really breaking things down like that. So that would be an example of a trigger situation. And it was a very good one at that. Mm -hmm. And this also brings to mind when we talk about habits, habits never change. It's what you replace them with mm -hmm. is the big ticket. So you can still have that habit, but you must replace that habit with something else in order to really see the good fruit of your labor. And I want to share this with the audience that you said earlier about being aware, awareness of one's self, awareness of those that are in your circle is so important to how you can holistically heal yourself, holistically live. What is your opinion on that, of being so aware and so in tune to who you are and what you are and what you stand for and how that can bridge to great outcomes? Yeah. When you gain that self-awareness, in my opinion, it gives you freedom. Oh, it gives you yes. freedom. It empowers you in all areas of your life. Um, for myself personally, just by seeking out truth and knowledge, I felt more empowered by tuning into what God was telling me, what my body was telling me, what my thoughts were saying, all of those things started to dictate my actions. So I just think it's really, really powerful to have that self-awareness. And the thing is, is that's where change starts. <laughs> change starts there. And I really do think it takes kind of taking a step outside, you know, taking a look at, okay, what is it that I'm eating? Or for example, the triggers, not really trying to come up with a game plan as it's happening, but think about it ahead of time, becoming aware of like, what are the patterns? What, what do I keep doing here? What are these habits? This is what I do. How do I change these things? And that's all part of being more aware. Mm -hmm. And to be a better person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to be a better you. And, you know, when we are doing our very best to be the best versions of ourselves, mm -hmm. as you stated, when you can look from the outside in, it truly makes a big difference. And then also look from the outside in and inside out. It's a two-way pathway. Yes. <laughs> Do talk about that. <laughs> Yes, I don't even know if this sounds crazy now, but from my meditation journey now, it, it's just like I feel so empowered from looking for the answers within myself first yes. and manifesting that out there. You know, that's just kind of a philosophy. It's been working for me. It's been working for me to heal my body, to show up as a better person, to expand my business, to attract clients that I can help to feel the same way. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, you and I are on the same page <laughs> with that. Right. Because if I am not healthy and whole, I can't 
help anyone else be healthy and whole. And one key thing that I often tell women specifically, and also men, but women, we are the engineers of our home. And we really connect the dots and the pieces, not to say that men don't, but we are a little bit better at multitasking and, and really trying to just do this and that. But we can tend to dilute ourselves. And then that's when we get into the danger zone. I want to really come back to something you said just a moment ago about when you said God is in the mix of it all. How do you really, really just infiltrate God in everything that you do? And how does that make a big difference in what you're doing? I believe that I think the first thing is that recognizing that he's everywhere. He's everywhere and he's involved in everything. Yes. For me, I feel that spiritual connection and it always helps me feel like he's guiding me on my purpose. Um, the gifts and the knowledge that he gives me to empower other women, I feel like it comes directly for him. When I'm going through something, I never look at it as a negative thing. I look at it as God's trying to teach me something so that I can help other women with the same thing. Yes. Having that support, that undeniable faith, it just, I feel loved. It helps keep me in a better place. Um, and I'm not saying I wake up every day. I mean, I am a morning person and very hyped in the morning, but <laughs> I have my days where I wake up and I'm in a mood. And that's why I really love my morning routine, because just like you said, I can there's no way I can show up for other people in that capacity if I'm not good within. So part of it is I go to the sunrise, I pray, I do my meditation, I say my affirmations, I journal for a while. I, and that really, it just can shift anything for me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it can shift anything if I'm having a day and it just gives me that clarity. And I feel like God's with me the whole way. It just feels good. It feels so amazing. And another key thing that you touched on, I mean, you're really hitting all of my questions that I had have for you, but it's about alignment and really being connected to God and journaling. I am a big journaler. I believe in journaling. How important is it for you to journal and what advice can you offer to others about the importance of just putting the pen to the paper or the fingers to the phone, right? It really is a connection. There's what I call that magic happens. What do you have to say about that? Yeah. So to your point, I definitely think that it can be used in that way. If you are, it almost like takes you out of your conscious mind and subconscious thoughts start to come out. <laughs> it comes out more clear as you're just writing what you're doing. Um, for myself, it gives me more clarity. It gives yes. me a lot more clarity. So a couple of things that I like to include in my journal. Um, <laughs> the first thing is, is I write three things I'm grateful for. And I don't say very generic things like my life or I get really specific. Yes. So for example, I'll say I'm grateful for being able to do this podcast today with Dr. Z. Yes. I'm grateful you. for the sun coming out, even though I said it was going to be cloudy. I love the sun. Um, but I get really specific because that helps to put me in a good place. So that's yeah. first. The next thing is I say my affirmations and I always start off with I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm healing, I'm full of energy and I'm free to be me. Oh um, I include so many more. Um, after that, I write down my goals and I write big goals. And the way that I write out my goals, <laughs> I write them like I've already achieved them. So, oh my. you yes. know, I'm helping 10,000 women to live healthier and happy lives. I'm living on a home, a home on the water with my dream kitchen. <laughs> so I'm writing them as if it's already happening. And then after that, I kind of go into what's going on, what's wrong. Hmm. And if something is bothering me, I write it out. And then after that, I say, how do you fix it? So I'm coaching myself. 
So again, it's like you're finding those answers within yourself. And you'll start to notice, I know I started to notice like, first of all, okay, this isn't that big of a deal. And then also, oh, this is all I need to do today to start to get one step closer to fixing whatever it is that's going on. Oh my. And that just brings me to this. Such good stuff right there, Kelly, Dr. Kelly. I'm going to call you Dr. K. When you really put that pen to paper or the thinker tips to the keyboard, mm-hmm. it allows you to, as God has stated to us, write the vision and make it plain. When you can write the vision and make it plain, and the plain part does include those big goals, those great things that you want to accomplish. And I love what you said about, I write them as though they already exist. And that is what God wants us to do. And that leads me to ask you this question. We've talked about planning, alignment, and being connected. One thing that I often teach my students and my clients is this. We all must do a personal SWOT analysis. And that helps you when you're doing your journaling. So we do need to know what our strengths are. We need to know what our weaknesses are. We need to know what our opportunities are and our threats. How do you feel about that? And I know you do it. Actually, I've never heard that. (laughs) I'm sitting listening like, ooh, I want to incorporate that. Call myself out on some weaknesses. Praise myself for some strengths. I love that. that. I'm definitely going to have to adopt that from from you. Yeah, I've never adopted and I want you to adopt it because when you know your strengths, Mm -hmm. they can get stronger. When you know your weaknesses, you want to turn those weaknesses into strengths. What are your opportunities that can help you eliminate your weaknesses and lead to more strengths? And what are those threats that you need to eliminate? to really, really continue to grow and have that growth mindset that you need. I want to ask you this. Tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you lead into becoming a physical therapist? And how did that lead you to becoming Dr. Kelly London? And then talk a little bit about this beautiful husband of yours. Oh, Oh, thank you. So I've wanted to be a physical therapist since I was in high school. I played basketball in high school. My junior year, I ended up suffering an injury. I tore my ACL, MCL, both meniscus. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I had to go through intensive physical therapy after, and I love the field. I love the idea of being able to help people and not being in a hospital setting, It was just a more fun, vibrant environment. I loved that. Um, So I went back my senior year after my recovery and we won state that year. So that's like a little bit of a cool story. Um, Yeah, so then after that, I went to college and I was set on becoming a physical therapist. Everything that I did was to get into physical therapy school. I finished undergrad in three years. I was volunteering, I was working, I was taking like, 22 credit hours a semester, crazy things. Um, But I got in. (laughs) Yes, you did. Well, yeah. After school, I knew that I wanted to leave Virginia. Like, I want to go. I want to explore. And so when I graduated and I had my doctorate degree, after my licensing exam, I became a travel physical therapist. So So for travel physical therapy, essentially you're taking short-term assignments in different places that may need you for whatever reason. Maybe um, somebody's on maternity leave. Maybe they have new management. Maybe they're getting busier, something. Um, So the first place that I went, it was kind of crazy, but I went to South Dakota. (laughs) Oh my Yeah, it was an experience, but I enjoyed it. It was, the culture was so different. And literally the whole time I lived in a hotel and the whole time I couldn't see the parking lot, it was just ice. (laughs) It was all ice, but 
it was very, very fun. Um, I took other travel positions. I went to Texas. I went, to, I went to Palm Springs, and then I ended up in LA, and that's where I met my husband. Yay! <laughs> and that's kind of when things shifted for me because it was like, okay, Kelly, are you gonna go to Hawaii next, or are you gonna explore? this new chapter, this new feeling, and I decided to stay in LA. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I staying in LA has connected you with good inner circles, as well as your networking circles. We have, you know, some friends in common, Ashley, who is amazing as well. And, you know, we sometimes don't understand why we are where we are, but there is a bigger plan for us. And that leads me to knowing what your whys are. I believe that when you understand what your whys are, that can drive you to doing and being so successful in your life. But it also connects you to your overarching purpose. When did you understand, Dr. Kelly, that you understood what your whys are in life? Um, it took a little bit for, I don't know. It, it's really weird because I feel like it kind of just clicked for me one day. And I remembered I was in LA. I had the career. I was making decent money for my age and I was enjoying life. I was exercising a little bit here and there, eating healthy sometimes. But I kind of just realized like I'm not, practicing what I preach. Mm. I'm not really living the lifestyle of what I want to do. I'm not living in it. I want to be a better role model for my patients, for my friends, but most importantly for my family. Yes. And that kind of, for me, led into my why. I kind of started the journey just, I wanted to prove to people like, you can lose weight and still enjoy your life. You can be healthier. You can um, not have to feel scared that you're going to have these chronic illnesses when you're older. I wanted to prove that. So for me and my family, I definitely have that family where chronic illnesses run in the family. And yeah, exactly. And I've just seen how it's affected my family. So I've had an aunt and an uncle under the age of 50, they died from diabetes. I never met my big daddy um, because he died from a stroke before I was born. My big mama died when I was four from health complications. Um, and I also had another aunt who passed away from congestive heart failure. So, and honestly, it's sad, but the list goes on even beyond that from extended family and I, it's just time to rewrite that story. It's time for yes. <laughs> yeah, it's time for us not to say it runs in my family as an excuse not to use that. It's time for us to start to gain knowledge and start to live in that truth and prioritize our health and happiness. And so the reason why I love working with women is what you said before we have that influence over everyone around us. Yes. So when we, for me, it's like my why is that, and I want to inspire and impact women to live healthier and happy lives so they can be more present and vibrant and enjoy their lives. And when they become that version of themselves, that's when it will have a cascade effect on everyone around them. My journey alone, you know, and really starting to think helped me tap into that why. And that it just pushes me. It's like, I'd love to help you. Yes, it just keeps me going. And so that's why part of that mindset manifestation course is figuring out your why power and not your superficial why, digging deep to find your why, I call it why power because it's so powerful for the days where you just don't feel like it. And I'm like, well, I have to change generations. <laughs> I'm going to show up. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. You have chill bumps on, on my arms right now because that why power is powerful. Mm -hmm. Having that why power 
to doing some amazing things. And that means to me that when you understand your whys, that connects you closer and closer to writing each chapter of your life. And I am a firm believer that this pen belongs to me. I am not going to give my pen to anyone to write my story. I want to write my own story. And Kelly, you are writing your own story, but you're also impacting and improving and empowering and engaging women to write their own story. And when we write our own narratives, we are taking ownership of our lives. How have you taken ownership of your life and how do you teach others to take ownership of their lives? Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that's funny, I have a little post-it on my desk and it says living my life by design. And that's essentially like I'm living the life that I decide to design for myself. So I love what you said there. I like the concept of taking control of your life because that means nothing can throw you off. You know what I mean? You're never looking for another person to get you to a certain level or hold you back. You know what I mean? So by taking 100% responsibility for your life and your actions, there's nothing stopping you. There's nothing that comes into your way because you're able to navigate it. You have control. You get to decide how you respond to other people. You get to decide the people that you want in your life, the energy that you want, what you want to accept, what you don't, and it gives you freedom and it empowers you. Oh, absolutely so. And I love everything that you just said. And it brings me to mind that we as individuals must take 100% responsibility, as you said, on all of our actions. We cannot allow ourselves to get into the pity party of, woe is me, I can't do this, but you know, she's better than me. We should not compare ourselves to anyone but ourselves. And I want you to share your perspective on uh, this little quote that I'm going to give you. Look for progression in various ways. What does that mean to you? Hmm. To me, when I first hear it, honestly, I think of celebrating yourself. Because if you do have this growth mindset, instead of like looking so far ahead, just kind of looking day to day, week to week, month to month, what is changing and celebrating that and noticing that's a progression within yourself. So yeah, that's a cute quote. I like that. (laughs) I love it. And when we look for progression in ourselves, it's every day. And that is what really makes us shine as individuals to ourselves, most of all, and then to others. Kelly, when did you know you were living in your purpose? Ooh, it's been a, I feel like it's been a journey. Um, It's definitely been a journey because even when I started, I had my why in place. (laughs) Right. Why I wanted to do it. And then I started to you know, listen to all of these personal development books and I was growing and changing. And then I went through this phase of why isn't everybody else doing this? Why aren't the people around me doing this? And then I realized, okay, I can't put that on them. I have to, again, go within myself and change how I'm thinking of it, change my perspective. And the best thing that I can do is show up as a role model. And if they want to, they can come on board. Like they can, I will help you if you reach out and you want the help, but I can't force people. So it's almost like I learned the hard way when it came to that. Um, But really kind of walking in my purpose, I took some time to sit back and say, okay, what am I good at? What do I enjoy doing? Mm. How can I help people? And I really put all of those things together. And I started to I took a period where I wasn't even working. I was just like, what do you like to do every day? And I just explored that. I like to go outside. I like to exercise. I like to cook healthy. And so I kind of did the work on the back end to say like, what really aligns? What is God speaking to, to me? Yes. What am I good at? And I kind of just 
went for it after that. I went for it after that. And the reason why I know that I'm walking in my purpose is not only because I believe God tells me, but I feel good. <laughs> it feels good. Yes, it does. <laughs> and so it's just like, I'm happy. I'm enjoying my life. You know, there's challenges, but that's room for growth. That's opportunity for growth. So, um, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm setting my life up just how I want it to be. Living my life by design. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, that leads me to something else I, I stand by. There's so many things that I stand by, and I think we are a constant uh, learning project. But what I've learned to do with my various decades of being on this world is to do self-exploratory research. I must know about me before I can really help anyone else. If I don't know who I am, what I stand for, my morals, my values, my worth, I cannot help anyone else understand their worth and their value. What are some of the strategies you teach your clients on really taking ownership of knowing their worth and their value of who they are? So I think a huge thing, mindset, yeah, mindset, believing that you are worthy and you are those things and not just doing exercising or journaling props one time, doing it over and over and over, showing up in it until you believe it within yourself. Yes. And once you get to that point, you can explore different things. So I love people to really figure out what are your values. Give them a long list of values and ask them in your personal life, in your career, what are the three to five things that are most important to you? And if you have a partner, I feel like it's really important to share that with them too so that you guys can know. And by knowing your values, it just helps you make decisions so much easier and choices oh, yes. so much easier. Nothing is going to throw you off because it's easy to say, oh, this aligns with who I am or this, this doesn't resonate with me. Like this might work for you, but this doesn't resonate with me. So I love that. Um, I love looking into Enneagrams. I've done birth chart readings, just kind of taking things. And just because I received the information doesn't mean this is what it is, but it helps to give me perspective. Mm. And so I can just take from it, like this actually helps me grow and learn more about myself and how I can become a better person. Those are just some tools that I like to use. Oh, I love that. I love that. And we must have different perspectives. What is your perspective or your philosophy about it's okay to fail? <laughs> um, so with failing, I know that it's just an opportunity to grow. Yes. And especially when it came to my business. So I mean, I've had a journey with the business, even just figuring out what it is exactly that I want to do, because I started off with a physical therapy business, and now I have a holistic health coaching business. Yes. <laughs> I know. Um, but with that being said, I started to get this mindset where it was like, it's impossible for me to fail because I'm never going to quit. Mm. Mm. Like, and my husband knows that at this point, like I'm not quitting, I'm doing whatever it takes. And now I don't even have that thought anymore because I'm in it and I'm living it. But I remember saying that for at least a couple of years, like, I'm not going to fail because I'm just going to learn and keep growing and keep going. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think as you do, failures are just opportunities. And failures do not define you. They refine you. They give you an opportunity to say, mm, that's not going to defeat me. Yeah. I'm going to find another way to get it accomplished. And I often tell people this, and I want to get your opinion on it. It's better to be done than to be perfect. We are living in a culture and an environment where everyone wants to be perfect. They want to take the perfect selfie. They want to, to dress a certain way. It is so good to just be who you are, be yourself, and not worry so much about the perfection part of it. 
What do you have to say about that, Dr. Kelly? What I have to say about that is that is a work in progress for me. <laughs> At least you can be honest. Oh, yes, I've been aware of that for a while. <laughs> and so I have I. And so I've gotten better, but I'm still growing in that aspect of my life. Um, it came to the point where it's like, Kelly, your perfectionism is keeping you from sharing your voice, which is keeping you from helping people, yeah. from having that impact. And just kind of redefining those thoughts in my head just kind of is how I work through that perfectionism thing. And it's very easy for me to tell other people, clients, business owners, just put it out there. <laughs> right. Just get it done. Just do those things. But sometimes I am guilty of the perfectionism thing. So when you were saying that, I was like, oh, you're speaking to me. Because when I check something off my list, I feel so good. And mm. I, yeah, I know I'm not that great at it. So Michael and I, my husband, we started to have morning meetings with Michael. That's what I call them. <laughs> Because I always feel like I can get all these things done in one day. And he like hones me in and is like, no, Kelly, just do these three things. That way, at the end of the day, you'll feel like they're checked off. They're done. And when I do that, I just feel so much more calm and happy. And I at the end of the day, you know, I'm not worrying about work or thinking about tomorrow at night. So, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. I love that you and Michael have what you call your morning meetings with Michael. My husband and I, Tony, we have what we call pillow talk of the day to just rehash what we've gone through or if there's a different perspective that he can provide to me and I can provide to him. So I love that. I love that you and your husband have that connection where he can really feed into you and you can feed into him, which is so important in a relationship. And as an entrepreneur, it's important to have that good inner circle of advice and perspective. When you really say, I'm going to do something, what is that driving force that truly pushes you? And it's, I guess I've, you know, never really took the time to think about it because I've always been that person is like, when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. I go for right. it. Um, so it's always kind of been a part of who I am to kind of go for it. But I think I'll tie back into my vision and my why power is what keeps me going. Yes. When things, I'm really good at starting off and taking off into something and completely going for it. But having those things in place, even when I'm working with clients, I'm very adamant about them setting up those things in place because the journey isn't always easy. Things are going to come up. You have to have things in place to keep you motivated and keep you feeling fulfilled and enjoying the process along the way, even having a support system around you. So, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That is amazing. I want you to share what is your favorite book? Ooh. <laughs> um, okay. So I, the only reason I laughed is because I was like, oh, you guys are about to see I'm a workaholic. Um, <laughs> I love it. So one of my favorite books is 10X Goals by Grant Cardone. Yes, love that I book. Love it. And I've never actually read it. I just listened to the Audible. I think he's a great speaker. Um, but what I love about it is no matter what, it's just, I feel like he does a really good job of taking your mindset out of the victim mentality and going after what you want, like mm -hmm. going to get it. Go after the things that you want. And yeah, it just pumps me up that book. That's like one of <laughs> one of my go-tos. But on a spiritual level, my favorite book is The Untethered Soul. And Absolutely. I've listened to that several times. And every single time I feel like I'm taking something new from it. And mm -hmm. it's really just helping me grow on this journey of I want 
to find happiness and peace and continue to grow out my comfort zone and understanding that that never ends. And you're so right. And I really preach and teach on this. We must get uncomfortable. If you stay comfortable, you can't grow. You can't expand. You can't expound. You are just in tunnel vision and you have what I call rhythmatic momentum. Mm -hmm. There is a such thing as having a rhythmatic momentum rather than a growth momentum. So when you're just doing things in your rhythm, yes. it's meticulous. It is just rhythmatic. But when you have that growth momentum, that means you're expanding and expanding. So I absolutely love that. Before we end our conversation, I want you to just repeat what you do, who you help, how can people reach out to you and just fall in love with you as I have because you are so amazing. And there's so many individuals, so many women out there that need you and can truly use you. Okay, yeah. So I am Kelly, Dr. Kelly London, and I help motivated business women improve their health and their physique through holistic strategies to gain energy and confidence and happiness. So this includes cultivating healthy habits and routines, personalized nutrition guidance, addressing areas in your life that may be out of balance, and having a customized fitness plan that works for you. And so you can find me on Instagram. That's primarily where I am. And it's Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, London, L-O-N-D-O-N underscore. And so my program that I offer is the Holistic Glow Up. It is a six-month transformational program. And the reason that I do six months is because anybody can easily hand you a meal plan or a couple of tips. And the problem is most of the time it doesn't stick. It's not sustainable. So with my six-month program, it allows you the space and the energy to take step-by-step -step strategies and really start to embody and incorporate them into your life. Dr. Kelly London, we are wishing you the best. You truly are amazing. And I know that there are going to be so many women seeking your services because you have what I want to call that authentic, holistic teaching of wellness, health, and fitness. Best of luck to you, Dr. Kelly London. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Dr. Z. This was amazing. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for joining me in this episode of my podcast. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and that it has touched your life in some way. Remember that you are designed and equipped to do amazing things that only your special gifts and talents are meant to do. Continue to let your light shine so brightly so that you can lead the way for others to find you. Thank you for listening and do not forget to follow my podcast and share it with others. Your support is priceless and I believe in you. Until next time on the Dr. Zanzi McLaurin podcast powerful purpose.